Welcome to the Legacy Nashville Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. I don't know about you, but I am ready for a new season in my life. Anybody else in here? I'm ready for a new season in my life. Well, we are ready for a new season, and that is the title of this mini-sermon series that I'm going to do. I'm going to do a sermon series sandwich. So if you've never had one of those before, buckle up, get ready, because you're going to have one of those during this holiday season. For the next two to three weeks, I'm going to be talking from this prophetic idea of a new season. And then we're going to go into Advent, which is our custom around here. We uh, follow the, um, the liturgy, the Book of Common Prayer, and we read the same scriptural readings as the rest of the Orthodox Christian Church at the same time all around the world, all together as a capital C Big Church Christian family. So we do that every December, which is so much fun. Uh, I may borrow December 3rd, I may not, I'm not sure, but what I will do on the last Sunday of the year, which by the way is New Year's Eve, I want you to be in church on New Year's Eve, because on the last Sunday of the year, we're going to revisit this prophetic idea of a new season, we're going to speak prophetically over 2024, and I decided in the first service, we're going to move our anointing service to the last Sunday of the year, and we're going to anoint every single person that would like to receive it with oil. We're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to bless you. We're going to pray and proclaim uh, that you are leaving one season blessed, and you are moving into your next season blessed with a mighty expectation that God is going to be great to you in 2024. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, there's 36 days until Christmas. You better start shopping. There's 43 days left in the year, which means you are on the verge of a new season. Amen. And there are six Sundays left in the year. Now, we do online church uh, the Sunday closest to Christmas. So we'll do that, which means you've got five opportunities to be in the house of the Lord for the rest of the year. So I want you to capitalize on all five of those opportunities and make a commitment to being here because we are on the verge of a new season. Amen? All right, one other thing. On December the 3rd, we are going to be hosting our annual Big Give. We do this every year. It's our annual expansion offering. And as a church family, we pray, we ask the Holy Spirit, what am I to contribute to the the vision that God has for our house. So that's what we're going to be doing on December the 3rd. It's an offering, a financial expansion offering. So I want to ask you to pray uh, about how your family can contribute to what Jesus is building at Legacy because it's not about the amount, all right? It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. And um, if we pray, all of us, and we just simply ask God, what would you have me and my family to contribute to the Jesus Project, the local church here, um, as we finish one season and prepare for the next. We're going to do that on December the 3rd. And uh, to testify to you, last year, church family, we brought in over $77,000 to the big give. Come on. That's awesome. 
Great job. We brought in over $77,000 in a single offering on that Sunday. All of us gave sacrificially toward what we're calling the Jerusalem Hub or our dream home or our dream property, and we're still in pursuit of that, and that is a huge testimony. $77,000 was brought in for our year-end offering, and we are praying, prophesying that this year our church would be able to exceed $77,600 in Jesus' name. All right, well, let's dive in here to the first message. Brian, thank you. I'm not, I'm not going to read a scripture to start today. We're going to get to that about halfway, three-quarters through the message. Uh, but I'm going to speak from the subject today of finish well or finishing well. Finish well. What I want to do today is have uh, somewhat of a locker room football pep talk. Uh, how many of you have been watching um, Colorado on, uh, you know, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, right? Uh, a few people are like shouting out their teams. They're like, boo, Colorado. Did y'all know that Deion Sanders is a tongue talker? He, he is, he is. Um, I, I, I like Coach Prime. Um, he was on a reality TV show a few years ago with Bear Grylls. Did y'all see this? So Bear Grylls was like, all right, Prime, we're going to scale this cliff. You know, something crazy that Bear Grylls would do, right? And um, Deion Sanders goes over to the side, and he just starts praying in tongues on national TV. And I'm like, I'm all right with you, man. I'm all right with you. Because that's exactly what I would do as well. I'm like, Bear, excuse me for a minute. Let me go ahead and get with my God. Because what you're asking me to do is crazy, bro. So I like Coach Prime. So I thought, you know, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little bit of a Coach Prime locker room talk, a little pep talk, a little encouragement sermon for us today as a church because we are going to finish 2023 well. We're going to finish as we give strong. We're going to finish as we worship wholeheartedly. We're going to press on and we are going to finish this year 2023 with our hands lifted high, victorious. Now, I don't know about you, but 2023 has actually been one of the most challenging years of my life. Anybody else in here? Uh, you know, if you were at the conference, uh, we talked about the number 23 and how the number 23 can be associated with death throughout the scripture and how many times the number 23 is connected to the concept of death. Even Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of Right, yeah. So um, a lot of people have experienced 2023 as a year of great death. But though death is unavoidable, for the Christian, death shall be conquered. Death does not have the final word over our lives, but that is resurrection. And resurrection life is on its way. If you find yourself today in the tomb and you feel like, man, 2023 is starting to stink, I just want you to know, church, resurrection life is your portion, and you can finish 2023 well. If you have retired, can I encourage you, refire. By faith, we are going to be speaking together that we will finish well as a church family, and 2024 is going to mark a new and extremely fruitful season in our lives. If you agree with me, just say amen. 
Amen. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to dig in and make these final 43 days of 2023 worth it. So let's talk about finishing well. You know, when I thought about this subject from the scripture this week and I was praying for you, I wanted to title the talk, Finish Strong, you know. I want to encourage you today, finish strong as a church. But then I realized that's not the appropriate title for the talk. It has to be finishing well because finishing strong is not necessarily a requirement for finishing well. As we come to the end of the 2023 season, you may not have strength to finish strong. But that does not mean that you cannot finish well. Some of you may need to crawl to the finish line. I pulled up a picture of a marathon runner because my wife and I are training for a marathon right now. And if you're a vegan or you do CrossFit or you're training for a marathon, you have to talk about it. <laughs> so... I'm training for a marathon right now, me and my wife. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any clips like this online, but uh, oftentimes there will be marathon runners and their spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're trucking along and, and they're just telling their body, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And sometimes it fails. They don't get to finish strong, but it doesn't mean they can't finish well. So if you would identify with this marathon runner today for 2023, can I encourage you, crawl but don't quit. Crawl if you got to, but don't quit. Whatever it takes for you to come across that finish line and be able to say, I'm finishing well. Can I encourage you today, church? Finish well. God's part is the harvest. Your part is the resolve. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You know the most important word in that scripture? If. <laughs> God promises a blessing. If we won't give up. If you'll do your part, God promises that he will do his part. So can I give you a Coach Prime locker room pep talk today and tell you, keep doing what is good. Keep doing what is right. If you do you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do. So don't give up. You know, my spiritual mom, Heidi Baker, would always encourage us, remind us with this phrase, if you don't quit, you win. Just don't quit. If you don't quit, you win. Um, as I mentioned, Allison and I right now, we're doing these long runs on Saturday and uh, and, and Allison's been crushing it, by the way. I just want you guys to know your pastor is absolutely crushing the runs. Uh, we, we, we did, we run together and it's, it's great. It's super fun. But we've also started following like these social media accounts together of like husband and wife duos that train running together. It's so romantic. Um, and it's funny because, you know, watching people finish races can actually be quite emotional. Have you ever noticed that? It's like you watch it. Um, and, and there's one account that we follow, and the husband is pacing the wife, and he's encouraging her, and she's deep in the race. And if you've run a marathon before, you know, like, once you hit mile 18, like, you're done. But you've got another eight miles to go. And so he's telling the wife, because she's, she's going, you know. And he's like, you're hurting right now? And, of course, she doesn't answer the question because, like, duh, of course, I'm hurt. You can just see it on her face. 
And he's like, you hurting right now? Good. Your job is to hurt. And then he says to her, can you do your job? <laughs> Some of y'all don't realize like that just, ah. Oh, that's like Folger's coffee to me. Gets me up in the morning. Just, can you do your job? Me and Franklin were running together the other day, and I was telling him the story, and I just picked up the pace. Just, just like, it's psychological. I will do my job. But I watched that clip like a couple of times, and I'm listening to this husband coach his wife, and I'm watching her face as she's hurting, and, and he asked the question, can you do your job? And I thought, man, that's my 2023. For some of y'all, your job right now is to hurt. <laughs> Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Pastor Andrew talked about last week. For some of y'all, 2023, you've been hurting. <laughs> and, you know, perhaps that's your job right now, to hurt. But let me ask you a question. Can you do your job? Look at your neighbor and say, do your job. <laughs> do your job. For some of y'all, that's the job right now. Do your job. And I, I, I don't know about you, but there's something about that in me. It just, it, just, it just lights a fire in my soul because I'm like, I will do my job. I will not give up. I may have to crawl over this finish line, but 2024, here we come. Satan, you may have tried to count me out. You may have cast a lot of stones in my direction. You may have lied on me, gossiped about me, rejected me, found me lonely, but let me tell you what you will not find me doing. You will not find me quitting. You will not find me quitting. I might have to crawl, but I ain't going to quit. I may have to crawl, but I ain't going to quit. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I love that verse of Scripture. We're being encouraged. Don't quit. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, if we gather here all together as we are today on the last Sunday of 2024 and we host our anointing service and we all get anointed with oil, my prayer, church, is that we're able to look at one another in the altar and we're able to encourage one another with these words, I have fought the good fight. I want you to look me in the eye and I want you to tell me I have finished the race. I, I, I want us to gather in prayer and I want to say, We've kept the faith. 2023 may have been a hard one. May have been a tough race. I may have had to go through some things. I may have hurt a little bit. But let me tell you, church, I have fought the good fight. Because I didn't quit. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's what I want all of us to be able to confess on December the 31st. That's what you'll say. But let me ask you a question. What do we need God to say? If that's what you say, that's going to be awesome. But what do we need to hear God say? On the last day of the 2023 season, I want you to join me at this altar and receive these words from God. Well done, good and faithful servant. Some of you need to hear that. And I, I pray that these words today wash over you as words not from a preacher but from your heavenly father. Well done, good and faithful servant this phrase comes to us 
from a very popular parable in Matthew chapter 25. And if you have your Bible today, go ahead and open it up to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to read just a few verses of Scripture from the parable on the talents. We're going to uh, start with verse 19, and we're going to make our way all the way to verse 29. So 10 verses of Scripture here right in the middle of the message. Can you do it? Verse 19 says, Now after a long time, somebody say a season. Season had gone by. Play with it a little bit and say a year had gone by. 2022 had gone by. A season had gone by. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. How many of you guys know that each and every one of us are going to have to give an account for how we handle our seasons? Yeah. Oh, man, we just all got a corporate reality check. You could feel it wash through the room. People are like, sheesh, okay, yeah. Wow, okay, yeah, thank you for reminding me of that. How many of you guys know that the master is coming back? And he's going to settle up on the accounts. And he's going to look at how we've stewarded the resources that he's sown into our lives. And he's going to settle up accounts with us. Verse 20. And he who had received five talents came forward bringing five talents more saying, Master, you had delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents more. That right there is a faithful finisher. Verse 21, his master said to him something we all want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Can you imagine what that felt like? After taking something so precious that the master had sown into his life, working so hard, so diligently, after a long time, through many trials, having the privilege of coming before the master upon his return and saying, what you gave me, look what I did with it. I want all of you to have that experience at the end of this year. More than that, I want all of you to have that experience at the end of your life. I want you to approach the throne of grace boldly knowing everything you gave me, God, here's what I did with it. It was tough. It was hard. Blood, sweat, and tears went into these talents. But here's what I made out of it. And you hear the Father speak over your life. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we're working for. We're not, we're not working for Instagram metrics. We're not working for YouTube subscribers. No, no, we're not working for pay scales and promotions. What we're working for is the affirmation of the Father that we are eligible to receive because of what Jesus Christ accomplished for you on the cross so that you can approach him and say, here's what I got, here's what I've done, and to hear the words of our Father speak, well done, good, and faithful servant. The spirit of adoption is in the room today, I'm going to tell you. Some of you have not heard this before. Maybe you grew up without a dad. Maybe you grew up without anybody giving you any affirmation, but I want you to know today that you have access to a father, and our father is good. And this is what he wants to speak over your life. It's not like he's like, uh, mm, 
kind of reluctant to say these things. No, no. You, you ever been around somebody who's reluctant to give compliments? Who withholds affirmation because they're insecure? They don't want to build you up because they're afraid that would tear them down. Can I tell you, your God is not like that. He's very settled in who he is. He's very secure in his power, in his authority, and in his position. He has no problem building you up. Building you up never tears God down. He is your source of strength and encouragement. And here's what he wants to say over you. Well done. (laughs) Well done, good and faithful servant. And he goes on to say this. You have been faithful over a little. You know, I wonder if the five-talent guy looked at the guy with two, and then he looked at the guy with one, and he said, I got a lot. But whenever God looked at what he'd given him, he said, you got a little. I wonder if there are moments in our lives where what we call a lot, God says, that's just a little bit. See, you think that's a big blessing. But what I got in store for you, man... You think, that's, you, you, you think it's a lot, but that's actually what I call a little bit. Maybe for you, five talents is like five talents is the most money I could ever imagine making in my life. But if you're a faithful steward and you're obedient to God, what if what you call a lot? He said, man, it's just a little bit. That's just a taste. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Do you know what I will do for a faithful steward who will take what I put into their hands? And work it in such a way that when I come back to settle up on the account, you can say, hey, here's what I got for you. Double. That's all I'm saying. What if what you call a lot, God says, hey, that's just a little bit. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Look at your neighbor one time and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. I appreciate y'all indulging me. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I'm going to set you over much. That's the definition of much I'm after is God's definition. I don't want to put any caps on my life. No cap. No ceilings, right? Okay, when you say, God, you want to put me over much, what do you mean by much? Come on, I'm talking to a church today that is ready for God to upgrade our definitions of what we believe about abundance, what we believe about goodness, what we believe about glory. I came to church hungry today. I don't know about you, but come on, Lord, what you want to say? I will set you over much. Then he goes on to say, enter into the joy of your master. And he also came to the one with two talents. He said, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I've made you two talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I'm going to set you over much. Well, here, enter into the joy of your master. I know it's popular today to um, look at God and paint him as not being as good as he declares. And then look at your situation and what you've been given and say, I'm actually, I've actually been victimized by God. Dude over here got five. I only got two. If you want more from the Lord, it's all about how you handle what you got. All right? We got to stop looking at his nature and referring to him bad when we know we've not been good stewards. And you're going to see that here in the next next, um, response because this servant actually uh, looks at himself 
as such. And then he questions the nature of the master. Check this out. Verse 24. Uh, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. How many of you guys, you look at God like that? Don't raise your hand. I'm not, I'm not even going to look up. So I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. A lot of people look at God the way that this servant saw God. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. This scripture should come with the trigger warning because a lot of people don't like that God, who is the master in the parable, would speak to his own servant in such a way to say, you are wicked and you are lazy. You only gave him one. I'm, I'm just pausing for effect. I just figured this might be good, not just to ingest, but to digest, you know. Get this. You knew... That I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Now, this punctuation mark is of most importance as you read this passage, question mark. Notice he is not confirming and affirming the misdiagnosis of his nature by the third servant. He's actually asking him a question. Well, if you knew that I was like this, then why didn't you do better with what you received? You with me? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So, take the talent from him. This is where that trigger warning comes in handy. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will be given in abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Poor, poor stewardship is costly. You know, it's unbelievable to some people that the master, who is God in the parable, would call his own servant wicked and slothful for not multiplying the resources that he had given that servant in a previous season. You could really think on that. And you could also think back a year ago to 2022. And let me ask you these questions. What have you done with the resources that God has placed into your life? I'm not just asking about money. I'm asking about time. I'm asking about talents as well. Church, how have you stewarded your, stewarded your attention in 2023? How have you stewarded your life's virtue, your life's energy? How have you stewarded your love? How have you stewarded your affection? Where have these things gone? Let me ask you a real talk. Have you wasted them? Have you buried them? Or have you stewarded them? Our goal as faithful stewards can never to be, never be simply to protect the resources that we have, but to multiply them for the master. Simply burying resources is what God calls sloth, slothful stewardship. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not anti-Father uh, Dave Ramsey. We love Dave. We got a lot of people who work for him here. We love them. So I just want to make it clear. I believe in savings. That's certainly part of good stewardship, but you must do more than save for God to refer to you as a faithful steward. You've got to multiply. And, and there's some rewards that come as a result of our faithful stewardship. This is what the Bible says. A faithful servant that stewards what God gives them wisely and multiplies those resources receive these things. More resources, in fact, double. More authority, 
and joy from the Father. How many of you want these things? Come on, I want these things. More resources, double. More authority and joy from the Father. I know sometimes when you hear words like this, there's a temptation to check out and be like, this is like the prosperity thing. Well, is this not true in your own house? Like, if you're a father in here or you're a mother in here, is this not how you respond to your children when you give them opportunities to steward resources? Here, let me give you a chance. Let me give you an opportunity. Let me give you some freedom. Whenever they do well and they steward it wisely, what do they get? More resources. They get more permission. They get more authority. And what do they also get? Joy. Joy from the Father. This is absolutely biblical. Therefore, church, we have been given permission to press in for it. This is what I'm praying over you as your pastor. As you finish 2023... And as you move into 2024, I am praying over your life. So just receive it. And if you don't want it, I'll take it. Just boomerang it right on back. I am praying more resources, more authority, and more joy. I'm not talking about fleeting happiness. I'm talking about an anchor of joy in your life. Where you can say, it don't matter what's happening around me. The Holy Spirit is working within me. And I've got joy that flows from a good father. I've got more resources. And God, I will take double. I've got more authority. And I've got joy that comes from the Father. Will you join your faith to mine for this? Can we believe together? Amen. Amen. Well, if we're to receive these blessings, then we've got to do what's required to hear those words. Let me go back here to uh, verse 21 that says, Well done, good and faithful servant. We've got to do what's required in order to hear those words well done good and faithful servant in fact these are five words that define finishers so let me give you five points five words that define finishers all right, all right. how's the locker room coach prom talk going you guys all right some of y'all ready to suit up right now i see tim in the back he's like give me some shoulder pads man i will hit somebody Let's go. Let's go. Five words that define finishers. Number one is this, well. Well done, good and faithful servant. The first one is well. A faithful finisher finishes well. Everybody wants to hear well done whenever they accomplish something important. We must want to do more than just be done. We must want to hear, well done. You know, whenever my son does his homework, Isaiah, he has this tendency to rush through the assignment so that he can just be done. He may not even answer the questions correctly, but so long as he fills in the blanks, he's done so that he can go play. A job done does not mean a job well done. Now, how often do we respond to God like Isaiah responds to me whenever I give him the assignment of completing his homework? We want to do something else so bad that we rush through God's current assignment for our lives without any real care of how it gets done, we just want it to be over so we can go and play. 
Done. Drop the pencil. Done is not the same as well done. All right, my grandfather, Johnny, God rest his soul, my grand-grand, that's what we call him, grand-grand. He used to always say to me, a job worth doing is worth doing right the first time, boy. Oh, yeah. I, he was, he was, this is, my, my, my grandfather really loved cars, all right? So he never, this was his rule of thumb as he retired. He would never go to bed with bugs on his vehicle. Like, he would, he would literally clean them off. Like, if he was out that day, he'd clean off the bugs. I mean, he kept his vehicles sharp, right? And so when I'd pull up and I'd have my car so dirty, he had this famous phrase. He, he would say, you need a car wash? And I said, well, it's, it, you know, it's about to rain, Grand Grand. And he said, well, you don't not wash your car because it's about to rain. You wash your car because it's dirty. There's some, there's some wisdom in that. How often do we put things off? Well, it's about to. Well, you don't not do something because what's about to happen. You do something because it needs to change. Man, it's some Kentucky wisdom, man, I'm telling you. That's some Kentucky wisdom right there. So if I ever pulled up with a dirty car, he'd be like, car's dirty. I said, I'll be like, I know, Grand Grand. He said, listen, if you drive around with a dirty car, you probably walk around in dirty underwear. <laughs> that was his thing. That's just, that was his thing, right? So he would, always, he would always clean his vehicles. So if I came over and stayed the night with him, he would make me clean my vehicle. That was like his thing. And I would always leave a couple of things because I just wanted to go watch TV, you know. So I'd be like, Done. And then he'd come by and inspect it. <laughs> nah, you didn't even spray out the fender wells, man. Where you been driving this thing? Get back in here. And I'd be like, not again. I already did it. He said, well, listen, if, if you do it right the first time, you ain't got to come back and do it again. And you see, this is where my grand-grand and Jesus kind of have some things in common. If you do the assignment right the first time, you ain't got to go back and do it again. How many of us, just like my son Isaiah, or just like me cleaning my car, it's like we get the assignment from God, and the grass is always greener on the other side. So we're like, let's just get 2023 done. Because I can't wait to get to 2020. Done. Done. And then the Lord's like, yeah, but you're going to do that assignment again. Some of us can't figure out why we keep having to repeat the same assignment it ain't because God's being mean to you. It ain't because God has a bad nature. It's because you're being a wicked and slothful servant. It's always best to smile after you have to say something like that. It just kind of came out. If you don't want to repeat it, Steward it faithfully and wisely. A job done doesn't mean a job well done. So we're going to finish well. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. I want, I want you to run to finish, and I want you to run to finish well. Finish well. Number two is done. You know, anybody can start on fire, but not everybody finishes on fire. I remember when I was a kid preparing for um, school every year. My parents would take me uh, school shopping and I'd always get dipped in some new Jordans. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And, um, 
And I would go get school supplies, and I would get me a brand-new trapper keeper. Y'all remember those? I'd get me all them extra erasers. I'd get me some pencils with all the football teams on them. Did y'all not do this as well? Okay. Go get me some L.A. Gears. Y'all don't remember L.A. Gears. With, with two shoestrings in each shoe. I'm almost 40. Some of you are like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I would say, I, this year is going to be the year that I have a, I, I got a 4.0. Never made that goal. <laughs> but the point is, I started with the intention. See, some of us started 2023. It's going to be the year. It's going to be the year. It ain't about how you start. This is my point. It ain't about how you start. It's how you finish. And, and, and I'm encouraging you, church, to finish. Get it done. Get her done. Fin finish the year. Get it done. All right? Acts 20, 24. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of God. Can I encourage you, church? Don't leave anything undone in 2023. Don't go into 2024 knowing in your heart that you needed to apologize or repent to somebody and you didn't make it right. Don't go into a new year knowing that you needed to wash your hands and wash your heart of hidden sin, knowing you had an opportunity, you had an invitation to make it right. You ignored the opportunity and you took that into 2024. Get it done. Don't take anything into the new year that God meant for you to be delivered from this year. Don't, don't, don't tolerate any of those little foxes that spoil the vineyards. I want you to take them out. If you got to go fox hunting for the remainder of 2023, I want to give you a permission slip to get after it. Get it done. Coach Prime talk today. Number three, good. Good. What is good about? Good is about character. Good is about integrity. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 says, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body. He's talking about uh, doing it good. I discipline my body and I keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I believe that the Apostle Paul's goal is one that we should all adopt. He wanted to do more than perform well at the start. He wanted to do more than perform good in the middle. He wanted to finish in such a way that he could say, I did a good job because my character and my integrity is intact. I didn't take any shortcuts on the journey. I, I, I didn't. I didn't stop. Maybe I had to crawl, but I finished it in a good way. And if we'll follow Paul's example, we'll take every season that God gives us seriously. We're not going to run aimlessly for the rest of the year. We're not going to beat the air in 2024. No, we're going to discipline ourselves. We're going to have a habit of holiness. By the way, holiness is not a cuss word. We're going to have a habit of holiness. We're going to discipline ourselves so that we're not disqualified along the way. You know, disqualification is the byproduct of a lack of discipline. Paul said, I'm not going to be disqualified. Doing it good is about character and integrity. If you have to repent of sin, 
we're going to move into 2024 having finished this season good. Number four is this, faithful. Faithful. You know, we've got to be more than talented. We've got to be consistent. We've got to be faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, consistent, faithful, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. You may not be able to end 2023 successfully, but you can end 2023 faithfully. You're not going to achieve every single one of those New Year's resolutions that you set for yourself a year ago. You may not be able to hit all the goals that you adopted in January of this year, but that doesn't mean you can't finish the year well because you finished the year faithfully. This is not about hitting all your goals. This is about clinging to Jesus, being faithful. The last one is this, number five, is being a servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. This is more than just about your actions. Well, I served at church. No, it's also about your heart. It's about your attitude. Do you have the heart of a servant? Are you, are you looking back on the year and say, I invested a majority of my energy into my own selfish ambition? No, we're going to have the attitude of a servant. That's how we're going to finish the year. We're going to enter 2024 with the right spirit. 1 Peter 4 and 10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Well done, good and faithful servant. This is what the Father wants to speak over your life as we close one season and as we enter a next I don't know how your year has gone. As I mentioned earlier, this year for me has been one of the most terrible, difficult, hard years. There's been things happen this year that I never thought would happen. And I'm sure for some of you, you may have had a similar experience. But that doesn't mean that you cannot finish well. And what I'm proclaiming and declaring over you today is that you will finish well. And that you will hear the Father speak over you. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have six Sundays. You've got five to be in church. You've got 43 for the rest of the year. I want you to maximize these 43 days by resolving anything that needs to be taken care of and preparing your heart and your spirit to experience a fruitful new season. Let's stand. We're going to pray. First Timothy tells us, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. For some of you, you're like, that's all I got left is faith. Everything else feels like it's been taken from me. Everything else feels like it's at a distance. But I do have my faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Keeping your faith is what God says is a good fight. A good fight. So, Lord, we say thank you for bringing us through. We say thank you, God, for... The ups and the downs, because even in the down moments, we grew more than the up moments. Thank you for teaching us that you are the friend that sticks closer than a brother, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. When we would have turned our backs on ourselves, Jesus, you never turned your back on us. And I want to say thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Would you take a moment and just thank Jesus for his faithfulness? Just if... if, if 
if that if you can identify that that has been your year I, I, I just want you to know he's never left you nor forsaken you Lord, we thank you today for being that friend that sticks closer than a brother. We thank you today for the new season that's on the horizon. We thank you for the grace and for the mercy and for all you've done to equip us to finish well. We may not be able to finish strong, Lord, but we will finish well as a church community. We will finish connected. We will finish worshiping. We will finish giving. And we will finish victoriously in Jesus' mighty name. If you need to receive prayer today, we have an altar team that's ready to serve you and to pray for you and to bless you and to touch and agree on anything that you might need prayer for. We want you to come up, come to the altar. If you just need somebody to say, well done, good and faithful servant, I promise you Ken can do that for you. He's a father in the Lord. If you, if, if you need him to stand in today as a father in your life, come up. We jokingly call Todd all the time, Father Todd. If you have not heard from your dad in a long time, well done, good and faithful servant, you need that today, come let him speak that over you. I promise you, with these fathers in the Lord, they're going to do a great job uh, praying over you with faith and blessing and love. We're so grateful that you're here. We're so grateful you're a part of a covenant community, a church, a local church. That's a biblical thing to do, and we're very proud of you. You're going to finish this year well. In Jesus' name. If you agree, just say amen. amen. Amen and amen. I want you to find a few people around you. Give them a hug, a high five, and just tell them, finish well. Finish well. Love your legacy. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.